0: And with that, for amen. Well, Grace joy joining you, family you got to say that back to me. Grace, Grace your to you, family. family. Grace to you. Wonderful. It's so good. So good to with you guys tonight. Amen. Amen. I'm excited. I want to um, thank you. I'm going to call you Pastor Song. Amen. Amen. For that good word tonight. I want to come alongside and encourage you in God's word tonight. My thoughts for us is going to be found in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verses 4 through 16. You can boot that up on your phones if you like. But it's Paul's charge to Timothy, who is going to be one who is caring for souls. I titled this devotional thought today, What Every Psy-D Student Should Know. (laughs) That's good. That's good right there. (laughs) The word of the Lord says this. Timothy, if you explain these things to the brothers and sisters... You will be a worthy servant of Jesus Christ, one who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching you have followed. 1 Timothy 4, 6-16. through 16. Do not waste your time, Timothy, arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. He says... Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, Mm -hmm. promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Mm -hmm. Timothy, this is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle, for our hope is in the living God. Somebody say living God. Living God. Who is the Savior of all people, and particularly of all believers? Timothy, teach these things and insists that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you're young or because you got a new degree. Amen. <laughs> but be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. He says, until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. We would say we Wheaton, focus on the spiritual disciplines. Mm. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church or your professors laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters, Timothy. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. He says, and keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation, and here it is, family, and the salvation of those hear you, or who are your clients, or your patients. As graduate students of Wheaton College, you're pursuing academic excellence and leadership in your chosen field. So in this devotional tonight, let's explore the wisdom that Apostle Paul, a learned man, gave to his young mentee. Timothy, and how this can apply to your journey as graduate student leaders. So, three things let's examine tonight. Let's examine Paul's requests, Paul's revelation, and Paul's responsibility. His requests, his revelation from God, and his responsibility. The Bible says, in his request to Timothy, in verses 6 and 7, That Paul here imparts what we would call is a critical mass of information to Timothy. He wants him to hold fast to this information he's receiving. Mm. Now, this would have been significant for Timothy because he was getting ready to care for a whole region of people in a place called Ephesus. He was going to be over the pastors who was going to be over the congregations to teach them about spiritual health and wellness. So this information given to him was going to be vital. And as graduate students, you too should be mindful of this message tonight and not let the culture and what you're about to face be a negative impact on your ministries. Two things jumps out to me in verses 6 and 7. One, he reminds Timothy to teach the truth. Paul encourages Timothy to share the truth with others, particularly with these pastors he's going to be appointing in Ephesus. So as graduate student leaders, you too are called to impart the knowledge and the wisdom that you are gaining from your program and your disciplines and your studies. You're not just doing this for academic pursuits. God's downloading you with information so you can take it and be ministers of the good news of Jesus Christ in your particular field. Isn't that good news? Mm -hmm. Secondly, he tells Timothy, while you're doing this, avoid the distractions. Mm -hmm. Timothy is advised to avoid getting entangled in silly myths and unproductive discussions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Instead, he's to focus on training himself in godliness. Beloved, this is how he's going to be successful in the field that you're going in. you got to train yourself to think godly because you're going in an ungodly area. Right? So he's to train himself to be, to be godly, to think godly thoughts. And then as graduate as you're going to do the same thing. Stay focused on your academic and spiritual growth because that's why you're here. And you do this by avoiding the distractions that come to hinder your progress. I want to encourage you today. Here's some application for you. Take heed tonight to the word of God. And share the knowledge and wisdom that you acquire from others while you're studying here at Wheaton College. And just as Timothy was instructed to train himself for godliness, we must invest in deepening our relationships with God and live out our faith amid the academic challenges. You know what the key to making it through your program is? Bible study, Mm -hmm. practicing the disciplines, going to your therapist, Jesus the Christ. (laughs) That's the key. That was so good What brother's, Brother Song gave us That's the key. That's how you're gonna Make it. Because when you get In the field and you start to Encounter the same emotions And the same feelings, you can go back to your Training and school and say, how did I get Through that? Oh yeah, I made An appointment with Jesus <laughs> And he's gonna be the one To get you through. Can I get an amen Right amen. there? Amen. amen. Second Of all, not only does Paul Teach Timothy About what we just talked about But he here reminds Timothy about his revelation In -hmm. verses 8 and 9 Paul emphasizes that while Physical training has its value Going to the gym, walking Exercising Spiritual growth Mm -hmm. And godliness have value In every aspect of our lives Mm -hmm. So as you're pursuing Your academic excellence Remember That nurturing your spirit and your spirituality in Christ is equally important. Don't neglect this prayer time. You need this. This is just as important as that 25-page paper. Can I get an amen? Right? amen. He said value godliness. Now so Paul compares spiritual training to physical exercise. Just as physical fitness benefits the athlete... Godliness benefits us in this life and in the life to come. So your spiritual well-being, it affects your daily lives. Uh, Let me say this. It's also going to affect how you serve your patients. It's going to be hard for you to give them good stuff when you're in a bad place. So make sure your practice is healthy. Make sure the word of God Is being shared in your workplace. Cultivate that in your disciplines and in your time. Pray over every one of those clients before you see them, right? Mm -hmm. Put their names down. Carry them before the elders at the church and pray for them so you'll be prepared to minister to them. Mm -hmm. Really, their problems are supernatural. Mm -hmm. So God needs supernatural agents Mm -hmm. to handle the supernatural difficulties. That people are wrestling with. Can I get a witness right there? Here's the application for you. Consider the discipline and dedication you put in your academic pursuits. And now I think about how much time am I doing in my spiritual life with God? If I'm giving my textbook 20 hours a week, how much am I giving for my own soul? And if you're out of balance tonight, fix it. Mm. Fix it because mm. you need it. Now you're going to be a grumpy student because you lose the joy of why you're here. Evening. You're here because God called you here. I'm looking for a witness right there. <laughs> That's why you're here. You heard a call, Right? Who does this for a living? Come on, talk to me. (laughs) Those who've been called by God. You look at this call, you have to say, that had to have been God to stop me with what I was doing. Because I need you to get to Wheaton so you can do this to heal broken people. Mm -hmm. The secret to this is found in the text. It's seeking God's face, being filled with him so he can pour you out to heal in the field in which you're going. Finally, I'll land the plane when I tell you this. Paul discusses his responsibility to Timothy here in this next verse. Parenthetically, every Paul needs a Timothy. And every Timothy has a Paul. Who's your Paul? If you don't have one, get one. You're going to need it. And then, who's your Timothy? Who are you raising up? That's discipleship 101. Mm. In verses 10 and 11, Paul reminds Timothy of the responsibilities of a leader. He says, Timothy, make sure you understand your role. He's encouraging him to set an example for other colleagues. And look at these areas. In speech, watch what you say. Your conduct, love. Faith and purity. Wow. Let me say that again for the people who ain't here. All right? <laughs> in speech, mm-hmm. in conduct or behavior, in love, in faith, and purity. Set an example, Timothy. You know any students that probably should be here tonight <laughs> that's not here? You got to go back and demonstrate these things. This is part of your academic training as well. It's going to be very important that as doctors in this field, when you get out there in the world, that you have these things on display. Because people are going to watch what you say. They're going to watch what you do. Amen? They're going to watch if you really believe what you're teaching. They're going to be lucky. If you have a life that exemplifies that you've been with Christ. So as grad student leaders model this, strive toward this example, start to practice it now in your cohort, in the classes you're in. And then finally, he dedicates himself to scripture. Timothy is urged to devote himself, watch this, to the public reading of scripture. In other words, he's not a closet Christian. Did I just say something wrong? Public reading of scripture. Make sure your walk with me is public and exhort those who are listening to the word teaching them this good good way of living. So, here's my application for it. I'll close with a short story. As grad students of Wheaton College, did you know you're called to live a life of holiness? Holiness is the standard It's not the audition. That's what God is calling you to. And that means you set an example for your peers in the field. What you write. right? How you treat others. How you minister to them. We're not going to cut corners. We're going to diagnose people properly. Yeah. Prioritize reading and teaching the scriptures. And then finally, be faithful. Don't quit. Here's why. You are serving for the audience of one beloved. I hope you get published. I hope you write. I hope you do great things. But at at the end of it all, I hope that when you stand before our king, he says to you, well done. Amen. My good and faithful servant. You know, by the way, he's not going to say, Dr. Wilson. <laughs> PhD and D-man. He ain't going to call me good reverend doctor. No, he's going to say, son, well done. You're a servant. And that's what I want to hear at the end of life. That's who we are serving for. Never get that mixed up or you'll forget why it is he called you here. Close with this short story. I thought this was powerful, Brother Dave. Two young boys, good friends, were playing in the snow uh, and they were saying to one another, Let's see who can make the straightest path in the snow. So there was this big tree in the distance. So the first boy, he started off walking and he was trying his best to make it to the tree in a straight line. He kept his eye on the tree so that he wouldn't veer. Second boy came along and tried to mimic the first boy, and he did okay for a little while looking at the tree, and then halfway through he turned around to try to check his progress and started going out of the path. When both of them ended up at the end of the tree, they looked back over their journey, And one had a straight line, and the others had a zigzag. And the boy with the zigzag, and the other half, his little friend, how were you able to have a straight line? He said, I kept my eye on the tree. He said, how come I zigzag? He said, you kept looking back, trying to assess your own progress. Mm -hmm. And when you take your eye off the tree, you're going to zigzag. I got a close right there. That's a good preaching <laughs> illustration. Yeah. There's a tree. Right there. There's a tree. Calvary. <laughs> you got to keep your eye on yes. when you're serving in this field. And the tree is Calvary. Yes. If you will keep your eye on Calvary, you will see Jesus and you will know how to treat your clients. Amen. But Amen. when you take your eye off the cross, you're going to be zigzagging all over the place trying to figure it out. And you will have lost your sense of direction. You know how I can leave a big college like this as a chaplain? I keep my eye on the cross. Because at the cross is the answer for the needs of every professor, every president, every board member, every student, every staff member. I keep my head in the book and keep my eyes on the tree. Because I got to get there. And I'm trying to lead by keeping my eyes on the audience of one. Keep your eye on the tree. Amen. I guarantee you, Jesus is in every subject you will study. Look for him. You will see him. I guarantee you, every paper you write, he's somewhere on the page. Look for him. And keep your eyes centered on the Christ, and you will make it without zigzagging. High-five your neighbor and tell them I believe that's right. That's right. (laughs)